48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. The top stories. A source says the government plans to suspend the controversial extradition bill. Organisers of last week's huge rally say they're planning to go ahead with another one tomorrow regardless. And shipowners warn about rising tensions in the Straits of Hormuz and the Gulf after the latest attacks on tankers. The government plans to suspend its controversial legislation to amend the Fugitive Offenders Ordinance, a source has told RTHK. The source says pro-government lawmakers will be briefed on the decision ahead of a news conference this afternoon. Jimmy Choi has more. The government says the legislation is needed in the light of the murder of a Hong Kong woman in Taiwan last year. Because under the existing law, the suspect can't be sent to Taiwan to face trial. However, critics are worried that the law will be used to suppress free speech in the SAL and target dissidents. Last weekend, organizers says just over a million people took to the streets to fend the anger at the legislation, although police put the number at 240,000 at its peak. After the march, the government said it would push ahead with the legislation, but some executive councillors have signaled that it might be time to withdraw the bill. Violent clashes outside the Legislative Council on Wednesday have increased pressure on the government. Several Executive Council members have been seen entering Government House this morning, including former Hong Kong Monetary Authority Chief Executive Joseph Yam and Financial Secretary Paul Chan. Democratic Party lawmaker James Toe says the Chief Executive, Carrie Lam, must step down, saying she's lost all credibility, even if she withdraws the extradition bill. He says simply suspending the bill for now and then bringing it back to LegCo in October after the summer break is not acceptable. Mr Toe says this would be like a sword hanging above people's heads and urged the government to withdraw the bill completely. I urge sincerely our Chief Executive to do the honourable thing of uh, tender the resignation of course, I know the resignation must be accepted by the CPG, the Central People's uh, Government, or maybe the Central People's Government has to uh, think of uh, the so-called Plan B or the replacement uh, candidate. But in any event, uh, the credibility of our chief executive has already been re- uh, written off. And he's a, a kind of a, a government that cannot have any credibility to rule anymore. She must withdraw the bill and have a sincere apology to the public. The Civil Human Rights Front says it plans to go ahead with tomorrow's march but are still waiting for a response from the police. Its vice convener, Bonnie Leung, says the main theme of the protest is to condemn police violence against protesters last Wednesday, saying it's not good enough for the government simply to suspend the bill. We want that the government to withdraw their saying that uh, they, they say that the protesters are rioters. Uh, they say that uh, on the 12th of June it is a riot. So uh, we demand the, the government to withdraw that saying. Uh, so uh, the, uh, our rally will still go ahead. And also, uh, we are very worried that even though Carrie Lam is about to propose uh, to postpone the bill, uh, it is not a withdrawal, unlike in 2003 about Article 23. Uh, therefore, uh, we are afraid that it is just a tactic, uh, a strategy to uh, relieve uh, the, this, uh, the pressure now the, uh, our society have instead of uh, uh, the willingness to uh, really listen to us and make real changes to protect our human rights. Uh, therefore, we urge all the people to come out to support us in, in tomorrow's rally. The front says last weekend's march against the bill drew more than a million people onto the streets, although police put the number at 240,000 at its peak. 
The chief executive of the Hong Kong Council of Social Services, Chua Hoi Wai, says the massive opposition to the bill over the past week shows how badly the government has failed to listen to the public. He says people have lost confidence in the government and called on the Carrie Lam administration to look at how it can do better from now on. The government should laughing that um, they are the only expert and so that what they propose is the best. I think the government should understand that nowadays many people could have very different views. And before the government formulate any uh, concrete proposal or decision, they should really listen to people's views. And I think that would help the government to improve the governance. Mr Chua says he expects people to join tomorrow's protest march even if the government shelves the bill. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Overseas now, and the largest worldwide shipowners association has warned about the worsening situation in the Strait of Hormuz and the Gulf after the latest attacks on vessels there. Jakob Larsson, the head of maritime security at BIMCO, said that tension there is now as high as it gets without there being an actual armed conflict. More details from the BBC's Mark Lowen in Fujairah. The Japanese-owned tanker, one of the two attacked on Thursday, is now being tugged towards Fujairah. Once it reaches the port here, it will be assessed for clues as to what caused the blasts that hit it and the Norwegian-owned ship. President Trump says that the operation had Iran written all over it, maintaining that the footage released by the US showed an Iranian boat removing an unexploded mine from one of the ships. Iran continues its denial, warning a false flag warmongering by Washington, backed by its allies Saudi Arabia and the UAE. The World Health Organization has said the Ebola outbreak in the east of the Democratic Republic of Congo does not currently qualify as an international public health emergency. About 1,400 people have died since the outbreak began last August, and this week several cases were diagnosed in Uganda among people who'd recently crossed over from the DRC. He is the acting chair of the WHO Emergency Committee, Dr. Preben Avitsland. While the outbreak is an extraordinary event, and there's risk of international spread. We believe that the ongoing response would not be enhanced by formal temporary recommendations from WHO under the international health regulations. A Los Angeles law firm representing numerous recording artists says that it will file legal action as early as next week, following revelations that a huge number of irreplaceable master recordings were lost in a fire at Universal Studios in Hollywood in 2008. The BBC's Peter Bowes is in Los Angeles. The fire that ripped through buildings at Universal Studios in 2008 was devastating. But according to an investigation by the New York Times magazine, the full extent of the damage has never been revealed. It claims master recordings, possibly as many as half a million contained in a vault, burned in the inferno. The magazine says the masters of singles and albums by the likes of The Carpenters, The Police, R.E.M. and Sting were destroyed. Universal Music Group says the report is inaccurate and misleading. The sport now, and in the Women's World Cup, 2011 winners Japan got their campaign on track with a 2-1 win over Scotland overnight. Goals from Mana Iwabuchi and Yuika Sugasawa secured victory after a disappointing draw against Lole Argentina in the first game. Former US star Hope Solo said the Japanese were back to their best. The 
core of this team is no different than the Japanese team from the past eight years. They have the same style. They're, they're great tactically. They're great technically. I think they're missing a couple of those star players, those star personalities like the Omari Sawa that we all miss and the, the Aya Miyama. The players who can really put the game on their own back and find a way to win. And that's what Sawa and Miyama always did. So perhaps the star has not quite risen, but they are no different than the last decade of the, what we expect from a Japanese team. In the other Group D game, England secured a second-round place with a 1-0 victory over Argentina, and in Group C, Italy beat Jamaica 5-0 to secure qualification. It's just been confirmed that the Chief Executive, Carrie Lam, will meet the media at 3 o'clock this afternoon. We'll have more on that as details come to hand. Back to sport, one man who won't be involved in the next Premier League season is Chelsea manager Maurizio Sarri. The club has agreed in principle for the Italian to take over Juventus. His one season at Stamford Bridge brought the Europa League trophy and a third-place finish, but also criticism from fans and disputes with players. Former Chelsea boss Glenn Hoddle says he sees club legend Frank Lampard as a strong candidate to take over. I can see Frank managing Chelsea Football Club at some stage in his career. You know, I don't believe that you're too young or you're, it's too early. It might be the right time for him. I just feel that Chelsea at the moment, at this moment in time, there's a bit of a crossroads with what's going on off the pitch and on the pitch. Golf now and Gary Woodland sank a 50-foot birdie putt at his final hole to cap a six under par 65 and take a two-stroke US Open lead over former champion Justin Rose at Pebble Beach. Woodland became just the third player to post a 65 in the US Open play at Pebble Beach, a record set by Tiger Woods in 2000 and equaled by Rose on Thursday. And to end the news, the top stories once again. A source says the government plans to suspend the controversial extradition bill. Organisers of last week's huge rally say they're planning to go ahead with another one tomorrow regardless. Ship owners warn about rising tensions in the Strait of Hormuz in the Gulf after the latest attack on tankers. That's the news from RTHK. Radio 3. Welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Pierre Tremblay, with you till 3 p.m. This week we have two musical themes of note. First, our featured album from Montreal-based multicultural beat posse, Nomadic Massive. And in between those tracks, we sample new hits from a surprising number of places on the planet. As always, Giovanotti says it so well in Italian, we're still the belly button of the world. Starting us off, and before we get to our featured album, we go to our second musical theme of hot new tracks, uh, and this time we're starting with Madagascar, Quintet, Andro Marari. Off their latest album, Masaka, this track, Alala, is performed live, and apparently it refers to memories, souvenirs of uh, their culture. It's sung in Malagasy, uh, and on this particular version, they have three of the quintet performing, Vocals and get on strings, guitar and valija. So here's Andro Marari and Alala. <laughs> 